Hello, and welcome to Naked Onion Mystery Tours Podcasts. Tonight's hosts are Mel the Podcaster, host producer of Past Level 50 Podcasts, Just In Time, intergalactic space weirdo hero. He is an influencer on TikTok and an advocate for women and the LGBTQIA bit of quoi. Then there is me, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt, writer, editor, and sometimes host of the NOMT podcast. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. It is a privilege and an honor to have our guest tonight on the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast, Angel Ish Fit on TikTok, has been lifting weights for 30 years and competing in bodybuilding in the 90s. Then, 12 years ago, found Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and has been competing with men and mentoring them as well showing them the ways of the fist. Her five foot frame is very compassionate to her opponents. And she stated in the podcast, you become humbled very quickly if your ego gets in the way. She is a TikTok influencer and it's only been a year. This goddess has had millions of views engaging with women and helping them understand the toxicity of diet culture and the norms surrounding fitness in the U.S. and in Canada and all over the world. The shaming and guilt which is dominant in the United States, helping women heal and find their inner goddess within. She has a platform women can go to to see if they would be a good fit for her classes. The location is who.b forward slash angel ish fit. I went to the mastermind training and it's well worth the time. Firstly, you book a call with angel ish fit to engage in a conversation about goals, wants, and life changes to ascertain what can be done for you. Relationship advice and boundary setting is one topic I found which resonated with my needs. You know, for the people pleaser in me. I am excited to introduce to you our listeners, Angelish Fit, who was brought to us by Mel of Past Level 50 Podcast. Thank you, Mel. We had a blast. It is the intention of this podcast to be the friend parent to women they didn't have when growing up. Thank you for listening to the NOMT podcast and enjoy the show. There she is, right on time. There she is. Hello. Hi. How's everybody? Good. We're doing great. I've watched your videos for the past hour. <laughs> That's so sweet of you. Oh, yes. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been very, I've been very lucky. I'm very lucky. I get the bug very, 
like really easily. So where all have you been lately? Um, I we we were in Colombia for ten days at the. Mm-hmm. End. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I it and it was it was great because we got a nice overview. Like we spent three days in the capital. We spent three days in Medellin and three days in Cartagena, and it was all gorgeous and all different. And the people are lovely, and the food is amazing. A little too amazing. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> well, you know, Romancing the Stone was filmed there. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Oh, was it really? It, yes. it actually, actually, fun fact, it wasn't filmed there. <gasps> oh. There. Yeah, oh. it's, um, it's funny because uh, we, <laughs> it's, Edith, it's so funny that you bring that up. Um, I, I've seen that movie a million times and my partner has only seen it a couple of times because he's quite a very much. So we watched it the night before we, the night before we left, we watched it and it was really, it was really funny and interesting. And I looked it up and they filmed it in Mexico. They didn't even film it in Colombia. Mm -hmm. I used to love yeah. that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. It was so good. You know, every time I, I heard Cartagena, I would think of Michael Douglas mispronouncing uh. Cartagena. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Cartagena. And Cartagena. And, you know, even more beautiful than they make it look on in the movie. So, but they, they are known, Colombia is known for emeralds. So oh, okay. I, 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 I did romance a couple of stones down there myself. So <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. And then uh, we were in Miami just for a few days um, to just enjoy the weather. Cause we're up here in Canada and see, see my sons who, um, who were down there as well. So, but thank you for asking. We're um, my, my partner is in the travel travel industry so he so he does a lot of uh, his markets are central and south america and um south africa like and africa so there's a lot of there's a lot of investigation into Mm -hmm. those into those areas i like that yeah have you been to africa yet oh cool have you been have you been um, no, I've always wanted to. Oh, it's so it, like if you get if you get an opportunity. Uh, we were um, in a couple of big five game reserves, uh, and uh, one was Balule, and the other one was Dinakang, which is right near Pretoria. And then mm-hmm. uh, the second went was I flew out March thirteenth, twenty twenty. And right, right as the was shutting down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you might be gonna get stuck there. We almost did. We almost did. We spent uh, we spent a few days, and then everything started to scary. So we uh, we flew out. um, We flew out, I believe, on the Monday and the Thursday. They shut everything, all the borders Mm. down. So we just made it out. We just made it out. Yeah. So, but if you get a chance go like um cape town is is unbelievable like it's just Mm -hmm. so beautiful you really feel like you're like the world you know 
Like it's it's so, oh, that's cool. so cool. It's super. Yeah, cool, my biggest yeah. problem with traveling is I am a massive man. <laughs> I am, How tall are you, Justin? I am six foot eight and what? about three hundred pounds. So yeah. I am a giant man. So wow, you know, Justin. The, the but you're so sensitive. Is... <laughs> <laughs> like you have I to go first. Go first class or cargo hold. Those are your only options. Yeah, absolutely. Just toss me in the cargo hold with a good book and a, you know, a phone that can access TikTok, and I'll be happy yes. for a good 10 hours. Well, you'll you'll Probably need a super you. warm sleeping bag, too, because it gets cold up there. I like sleeping cold, you know? I love sleeping mm-hmm. cold. Give me a good couple blankets, go. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, there I you go. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. probably yeah, not much colder tough. than I keep my bedroom at night, you know? You're supposed to do that. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's the right thing. But, you know, it, it can't be easy, Justin, because, you know, I think even, like, premium economy would work for you because it's got that little extra leg room sometimes it's right behind Mm -hmm. like right in front of the bulkhead there but I I get that that can't be and there's nothing worse than like sitting down the person next to you going oh look at this giant human sitting next usually I travel with my husband and he kind of like buffers me from the public Um, (laughs) oh see I angelish fit for being on naked onion mystery tours podcast and we've got all of our questions super ready like i said i was busy watching as many videos as i possibly could um i've got a lot of questions but the first question i want to ask is what how long have you been on this journey where you're communicating with women and trying to get them to understand that there's so much more than what they've been told all their life? Oh, you know what? I think that's the best encapsulation of what I do that I've ever heard, Edith. So thank you so much for that. And thank you all for having me. I'm so Stoked mm-hmm. to be back here with you guys since our since our last episode. I've been like, I can't wait to talk to these people again. <laughs> you guys are like the best people. Um, thank you for asking that. You know, I I have been a um, health and fitness and arts educator for the last two decades, and um, so I've worked primarily with um, school aged kids. And, but I would always, um, <laughs> parent teacher interview night was always crazy because into all kinds of long conversations with their moms mm. and, mm-hmm. and you know, what, you know <laughs> yep. how, how, it, how it goes where you, you really connect. And I think, you know, I was one of those yes. fun teachers, all the courses that their kids actually wanted to take. Like I, yes. I, right. I created a. A, a high school girls for credit and um and I was doing dance as well so it was kind of connected as far as you know mental health and creativity and focusing on um body confidence and what it looks like and so I, I would get into these amazing conversations with their parents and specific and I remember like Lots of times after parent-teacher interviews, I was thinking, I really need to do for their moms <laughs> because mm, right because it's yeah, that was your right age, yeah because they're just 
I think women are society's shock absorbers and we just, we care for everyone and we look after people's needs. And I'm not saying that in a bad way or that we should stop doing that, but I think sometimes we lose a little perspective and we forget to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, yeah. and when, 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 when you ask women to do that or when you tell them they need to do that, it sounds so selfish to them. And, and then they just start because oftentimes it's been years since they've been really concentrating on their own mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as their children get older and as we move to the next stages of our lives, um, and especially after COVID, that all of that sort of shock absorbing and caregiving intensifies. And I think people are coming out now and looking around and going, now what? Like, what's next mm-hmm. for me? How do, I, yeah. how do I navigate this, you know, in their late 30s and 40s and up? There's very yeah. little for us. It's just... Because you know, women um, weren't to to work out, we were to do the Jane Fonda, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Which I don't know about you know, Justin, but Justin, what do you what do you have you done? Did you do your Jane Fonda? You're not quite old enough for that, are you? I did Richard Simmons. Oh my gosh, too. what was it? It was the um, oh, Jazzercise. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I was Jazzercise. Or, how about CrossFit yeah. though? Because Justin, you're like young. CrossFit is kind of a cult. No, oh, it, is it, is kind of, it is kind of a cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had enough energy in my life to do CrossFit. Like, <laughs> I think it takes a, a special type of energizer bunny. What about P90X? I tried that and jacked up my knee for like three months. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, there's nothing like an injury to be like, I don't think this is for me. This is yeah, not no. working for me. Yeah. No. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, I do Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons. Um, but I, I, luckily, I never got hurt there. But I did this. There was a yoga class that this guy was doing, but it was like a cross between yoga and strength training. And mm. on, it was like the third class I took in my yoga journey and I hurt my shoulder, my trapezoid. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, here I am. I'm finally learning how to do something. And I hurt myself, but oh, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't bad. I just, it needed, it just needed to be, you know, rested and not ever done again. So I didn't do that type of exercise. And I have watched myself because I don't like being in pain. Um, well, nobody does, but it like debilitates me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that for a while, you know. Mm. So I take care of myself. What you really like your Pilates, though, don't you? you really oh like Pilates, my though, gosh, you? I love Pilates. I'm there every single day. Yes. Wow. Eh? Yeah. Yes. What about Taibo? I think I really guys? want to try. Oh, does anybody we did... remember Taibo? Oh, Taibo. I remember Taibo. Billy He's still Blanks. kicking around. He's still kicking around, Billy Blanks. Is it him or his son? Yeah. No, he's still he's still around. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. is really good. Motivating. He's like a legend. He shows up, he shows up at like fitness like that. He just shows up sometimes. He's like Billy Arnold, Blanks. right? Yes, Billy yeah. Blanks. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yes. Oh, wow. So uh, the other question was 
so you had mentioned that about women and and um, showing them the way because like we've just discussed is all we had were those like Billy Blanks and um, Richard Simmons and Phyllis Diller. I don't know. <laughs> Jane Fonda. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Who's, 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 who's like getting the message out now that like aging isn't a crime and it's exactly right. You know, like it's not, something that you should be using to limit yourself. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's got right. some great sound bites these days. And, and she speaks a lot about the value of uh, female friendships and yes. the health of female friendships as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I think, I think the way, you know, we came through like the, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties where it was all about being skinny. Remember, remember um, what was that movie with, John Travolta and Me, can, uh, Melanie uh, Griffith. No, 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 no. Um, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Curtis. Lee Curtis. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, did, yeah. they did a movie called Perfect. Perfect. It was a movie yeah. called Perfect. Oh, and I remember about, that. Ew. Right? Yeah. <laughs> about um, like aerobics. Yes. It was Everything about was about aerobics. It was about um, how gyms are now the new pickup bars they were mm-hmm. they, they were mm-hmm. you know and some people are still stuck there and it's like me yeah. No. <laughs> yeah it was like it was like the gyms in the 80s were like you know let's gather the women there so that the men can come and hit on them mm-hmm. yeah, and like show them be. what to do but i think so yeah. much so much of the so much of the exercise so many of the exercise options we were brought up with were just about making us skinnier mm-hmm. yes yeah right it, diet culture was horrible yeah it has it horrible. Been horrible so i think i i i would like for women to know that exercise and sleep and feeding you know eating well and sleeping and stress is about so much more than just being smaller mm-hmm. right it's it's it changes everything it changes your 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 mood it changes your productivity it changes your relationships it changes you know how you feel about yourself it changes your energy levels and i think you know because we came through those eras a lot of people have a hard time making that change in their mind about what that's yeah. like it's like oh i'm not that kind of person i'm not a gym person mhm and we dismiss ourselves from exercise at all yeah absolutely yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah you said because- that the fear is because you are unfamiliar not incapable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes I, I i think that a lot of um a lot of people not just women but a lot of people are afraid try something new or to, to do something because they think that they can't do it They're because they've mm-hmm. never done it. And I think it's important that people understand just because, you know, yeah, and that, that happened to me at Pilates because I would go and I was like, I'm the oldest one here. I'm the oldest one here. I'm the oldest one here. And then it was like, who cares? You know, just get yeah. on. Get up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think I, I that was a, that was a big lesson that I learned. Um, you know, I've been training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu 
almost 12 years now. And I didn't start until oh, wow. I was 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working towards my brown belt. And then, you know, the, the black belt. When I started, I was 40 <clears throat> years old. And I thought, oh, my God, like, I'm too old. And now and now I'm almost 52. And um, I I know my body and I know how to train smart. I, I just... I was training today with uh, a gentleman. He was probably in his mid to late thirties and he was kind of standing out from all, from the, the live drilling and the rolling and stuff, which is like, it's like sparring, but on the ground. And I mm-hmm. asked him like, Hey, you okay? Yeah, I've just like, I've tweaked my back a little bit and I don't want to go very hard. So, and I don't really trust a lot of people. So I'm just, st- and I was <laughs> like, you know, this is, because sometimes when people are new, they don't know how to control themselves very well. And they kind of, and they just want to win. So that's how people get hurt. And yeah. as kind of a, you know, a higher belt in the club, it's, I feel like it's part of my responsibility to what? That's okay. Let's go train. Let's just flow a little bit and just try some stuff and try some positions and things like that. And great role. And I said, you know, it's, um, that's part of it is learning how yeah. to mature in the sport and how to keep yourself safe. Um, do, you, do you know, do, <laughs> Justin, do you know what the turtle position is? Do you know what, what it means when somebody tur- like flips over on their back? Well, no, they, they're, they're on their front, like with their elbows and their knees pulled in and they're just. Almost mm-hmm. like oh, okay. right. So, they're, <laughs> so he, so it's a defensive position. So he was sitting like that and, Basically, I get a hold of his collar and walk around, and you kind of pull their collar across like you're starting a lawnmower, and uh, it worked oh really gosh. well. It was, it, <laughs> oh wow! I can picture it that. It was nice. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, he was good about it. You know, he was good about it. Good. And I think part of it too is just, just, just learning. Just take the L, my friend. Just take the L, and, and yeah, just on. take it. Yeah, yeah. So I you guess know? my my thing is. Um, I think in, in my fifties, what I've experienced and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from what I experienced in, in watching and listening to other women is yes, there is fear, but I think forties and fifties, we get to the point where it's like, okay, fear come along with me. Mm. Um, we're going to do this. And I, I have noticed that I just, instead of, um, facing my fear, I, I don't I don't like that that phrase anymore. I feel that it has um, it's run its course with me. I don't I don't want to face it like a challenge because the challenge is already something else. And mm. I feel that at that point, fear could stop me. And and I've been through years and years of fear stopping me from doing things that I want to do. So, yeah, I bring fear along. And yes, I am. I am really scared sometimes to do things that are. Uh, unknown to me, and, but mm-hmm. I just do it. And, and I, yes, I will mess up. Yes, I will have to, you know, do things slowly, especially in exercise. Um, mm-hmm. I know in Pilates, some of these uh, positions of our bodies to to go on the reformer are scary, you know. And my my balance could be challenged, and I could fall off of a box standing on a box on a reformer. And it's like no, and I will find a way to to modify. So I have uh, changed a lot. And, and just like that, your one uh, person there, yes, he, you know, he was not trusting people around him. I don't trust the reformer 
And I don't trust the instructors <laughs> sometimes too. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Sometimes because they they can do things, but they forget that, you know, 50, 60, 70 people, uh, people's balance is challenged. Right. Mm. You don't have the same balance of a 30 year old. And um, so I did, I brought, I brought this up to a really, really educated um, instructor. And she did say that I might need a staff. They sell a yoga staff and it looks like a curtain rod and um, I might need that. And I am considering buying that so that I can stand where everyone is standing. And instead of worrying about falling, I could continue with the upper level um, type poses instead of modifying all the time. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think you're really smart, Mel, to advocate for yourself in that way. Because mm-hmm. I think it, it, I think it's really easy for younger instructors to forget who their audience is. Exactly. And I think that's, I think that's why the trust me because I'm their age or older Right. And so they know that I'm um, their concerns in account. And I yeah. think that that's that's really important. And I, I, I like what you said about taking your fear along with you, because mm-hmm. fear can can be a gift sometimes. You know, when you talk about, you know, kids and teenagers, they go, they have no fear with a like, like they're like, they're so dumb because they don't know what can happen. Right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I nice balance between that fear of like well this could happen so i need to be aware of this and right. then it it letting it letting it go too far and letting it stop you from trying anything or doing anything so i think that's a really a really great that you have created for yourself to say you know this mm-hmm. makes me nervous but i'm going to be smart about it and i'm going to advocate for myself and i think that's really smart that you do that yeah yeah well, instead of having her ego say, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have a stick because somebody might say something to me. And well. no. Mm-hmm. no, because they'll ask me, where'd you get the stick? I'll be like, oh, it, I got at Amazon. <laughs> Love Amazon. Nice. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never, I've never even heard of a, a yoga stick before. Yeah. There is. It's a staff. Either. It's a staff. And, and it, it looks, you know, it has the, the rubber tip to mm. grasp on to the, to the ground. And, and I do feel that it would just help me stand where I need to be standing and, and uh, still building the resistance and that I need to be doing because I see if I modify it, sometimes the pose is too easy and and, um, I, and I want to be doing everything and I just you know when when my balance is like you know and I'm teeter-tottering back and forth side to side I know I will fall to the left or to the right and I don't want to fall I, I will I will hurt myself I don't want to hurt myself in line with myself so, cause, cause actually in 2014, I couldn't even walk. Mm, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Mm. So I'm learning, I, like my hips were really bad and everything, but I've come such a long way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what happened tell- isn't about me. <laughs> okay, we'll do I, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Let's, I, we need another podcast. 
that because I'm we sure about myself, Justin. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think it's really smart. That's the other thing too that it's so smart that you like. And this is this is the 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 misconception I think that a lot of people have about the gym and about training is that and then kill yourself and ego lift and it's all about numbers and whatever. And you're what you're talking about is good in your body and that mind muscle connection where you're 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 taking that time to really body and feel what you're doing and and focus on what you're doing and I think that's that is this is what I'm saying when you switch that perspective from just doing everything you can to be smaller and then Mm -hmm. looking at exercise like you train because you love your body, not because you hate it. You, tra- you, you exercise because you're so thankful that for the things that you can do now. Nine years ago, you couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so you're treating, you're treating your body with love and care. And I think that is the message that's getting lost. Right. And then another part of that message, and I hear this a lot in Pilates, is that same instructor will say things like, do not look to your left and to your right. You do not know uh, your neighbor's journey. Don't compare Mm. yourself. That person may be here for the first time. That person may be here for their thousandth time. Don't Mm. compare yourself. And we do that as women because Edith right now, you know, I just did. Yeah. You just did that. Now I, and I wanted to tell, and I, and I, I've had to get out of that too, because I'll be next to the person you know, and I'm like, man, how did they get their leg that high? And I'm like trying and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, I have to stop myself. I have to hear this instructor saying it because um, I don't know anyone, you know, their their background. They might be a gymnast. They might have been, a, you know, a cheerleader, whatever it is. I, You know, I started my uh, Pilates journey almost three years ago. That's me. I I've been there a lot, but I can't do some of the things and I probably never will. That's Mm. my body. And I don't ride a bike, Edith. So you riding two miles, I'm kind of jealous of you, you know, because I, I, like I say, that whole balance thing. I wish that I could put training wheels on my bike and I would, I would ride my bike everywhere, but I don't, they don't, they kind of frown on training wheels for grownups. And I'm not riding a tricycle. That's a totally different thing. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we talk about this? Codependency is basically, like, we're so codependent on diet culture. We're so Mm -hmm. codependent on everything around us that we take the attention off of, like you were saying, that I like to go to the gym and I like to feel my muscles working and I like to to focus on the mind body connection and really love myself when I'm working out. And the, you've talked about the patriarchy and how it affects women. And it is so true because diet culture is broken. Um, I had a, um, somebody approach me, a trainer in the gym and struck up a conversation with me. And when I told him, hey, look, I'm pretty confident on my workouts, he he doesn't even look at me when I go into the gym anymore. He'll pass huh. right by me. Wow. 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 So, you, so he was just trying to sell you sessions. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm. Yep. 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 So wow. how do you feel about codependency and, and the human mind really and working out and what it's, what it's done to the public and women at the gym? Is that what you're at the gym? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I'm not, I'm not sure what you're asking me as far as like, as far as like why we're there or how we're treated when, or I'm not sure how how it is affected women as a whole, Mm -hmm. the whole idea that we have to think, feel and act a certain way when we're at the Mm. gym. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, I, I worked out at home for 15 years because my kids were small. And, um, so I did say, I'm going to say CrossFit style workouts, <laughs> um, because, because, um, um, I do have a kinesiology degree. And so I would adapt the, the workouts to what I felt was safe. And, um, and it was, it worked out, it was great for when my kids were small and I didn't have lots of time. And so I would be able to go to my garage and get that done fairly quickly. So I only went back into the commercial gyms about a year ago. And I know that because Mm -hmm. I know that because I just had my anniversary charge for my gym membership. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, what is this extra charge yearly? And I was like, Oh, happy anniversary. We're taking more money from you. I got it. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) But it's very interesting to go back into the gym space. And, and I'm such a people watcher. I'm such an observer of human psychology and, and, and in particular motivation. And um, it's nice to see there's more women in there than there used to be. When I, when I used to train, I, I used to train at some pretty um, elite bodybuilding gyms back in the 90s. Um, I did compete in fitness competitions. Yeah, I was uh, in 1995 and like, oh, that was a long fucking time ago. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, so it's interesting to see how the culture has changed and also how it hasn't changed. Mm. And there are a lot more women in there. But um, the misogyny is different now. Not necessarily about women being in the gym space. It's what we train and how we train. Oh. And oh. In, 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 what's that? Oh, and so that's in- interesting. Yeah, so, so, the, so the, the, what it centers around now is sort of a, a scoffing and disdain training that we do mm-hmm. okay and and it's like oh you know I, I remember hovering near a machine because I was waiting for a pull down because it was back day <laughs> and there was a dude that were at the thruster they were at the thruster machine and if that's if you're not unfamiliar that is like a machine that you can plate load and glute bridges right. with it and I didn't say anything to this guy. And he was like, and I was wow. kind of like, really? First, what? yeah, I was like, I said, uh, n- <laughs> no, but thank you. I, I'm like, so every, every day is glute day. Is that? Yeah. And he was like, well, he's like, well, well, isn't it? 
And mm. I, it was just because all women are I, just there to make their butts big. That's the only reason <laughs> right. for working out. Yes. You're jealous of Beyonce, like yes, it, it's on that, TikTok, you know. Yep, that's the intimation. He showed you that... what he was thinking about, honey. Yeah. He was showing yeah. you. He, he was thinking you about algorithm. your butt. It, it, and you know what? Wow. It's so easy. It's so easy when they tell them themselves like that. Like it's like, yeah. wow, dude. Um, first of all, if if all is your glutes and your core, that is your choice. Right. If you like, just like the guys that go in and skip years, <laughs> right? Like it's okay. It's okay for men to go in and do nothing but bench. Mm-hmm. If women go in, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, they're just, it's glute day again. And so what, <laughs> what is that? That has nothing to do with you. So I find um, there are quite a few, quite a few men that are, have a lot of kind of like, whatever, for the way women train. And it's like, it's, it's interesting too, because now, now that I'm back as a woman in their fifties, um, there are a lot of a lot of uh, men that treat me the same as, as you, Edith, that like, they don't even make, like, you're mm-hmm. not even, you're not even, right. you don't even exist in the gym. Right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that because there are some lovely people in the gym as well. And like, exactly. Um, yeah. There's some lovely people. And I'm, it's funny because um, I, I know Edith that you saw the little physiotherapy uh, video that I posted. I did. Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. And, and thank you. Uh, and everybody needs a good physio. And there was one uh, follower of mine who's like an awesome dude. And he was, oh my God, you're so much littler than I thought you were because you can see <laughs> me like, sta- like standing next to regular humans and actual doors, doorways and stuff. <laughs> He's like, He's like, oh my god! I didn't realize how small you were. And I said, and how tall are you? I'm only five feet tall. I'm very oh, I little. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm so little. And then he he commented. I get that a lot, actually. People are surprised at how how tiny I am. And then I feel like he we sent- can do a side show together. Yeah, you know? I would love that. I would, we have we have to do a like like a doorway duet or something where you come through a doorway and I come through a doorway. Oh my God, I, you guys, <laughs> I would love that. Oh, that would be the top hats involved in Kane. Yes. Oh my gosh, totally. Dumb and Dumber suits. Dumb and yeah. suits. <laughs> so I want to address food myths. I, I okay. think that that's really important because I had to deal with that for my whole life. But I would like to hear your perspective on it, and then we can all give our perspective on on it as well. I, I would like to hear everybody's perspective before I jump in on that. That would be okay. very <laughs> illuminating. Uh, well, about food, what? what? What is? Well, you know, you do the leftover Mexican food, right? Okay. Food to me, I know that, like, I love tacos. Uh, that's Same. Like, I love mm-hmm. tacos, but my husband cooks 90% of the time here and we eat at home mo- more than eating out because I mean, tacos, you know, he makes the best tacos and, and we've tried to make healthy tacos because, you know, I don't know if there's this 
there's this cartoon and it's like a Mexican god, an Aztec god holding up this, the mm-hmm. damsel in distress. And the art is beautiful and they're both slim and trim. And then there's the <laughs> version. It's like, this could be us. And then there's the chubby version. Is this, but we love tacos. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, we, we both love tacos. But my husband tries. Like he hears something and he'll go on this thing. And he's like, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, and I keep going. I keep going with my tacos. I keep, I keep eating for happiness with me. I'm not, I don't overindulge, but, and then here he is a day or two later, he's back. You know, it's like, of course, it's like, like, stop doing that. And he's like, but I want to do this. I'm like, you're like 56 years old. Stop. Just enjoy yourself. Food is beautiful we made he makes beautiful food and i just want him to stop still uh being baited into diet culture he still mm. does it yeah right yeah so that's my 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 hmm. food rant yeah well yeah. i think my food myth is uh that you have to eat something different every meal mm-hmm. okay yeah so like my husband and I are both on the ADHD spectrums and uh, we're both really into same foods. You know, it's like, I'll find a food that I can eat and I will be on that food for days sometimes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really comforting to me actually, like to not have to, and you know, it's like whenever we discovered this together, that same foods are okay and you don't have to involve variety in every single meal uh you know it's really comforting to me because it's kind of like an anxiety off of my my plate <laughs> so, yeah. to so to speak but it's like you know you do that it's really important to find like a nutritious same meal yeah you know Ju- justin i'm gonna jump in and, and say that that is probably one of the most effective strategies eating well and Mel I don't want to discount your because I too love tacos and you know what mm-hmm. I would rather be chubby and have tacos than like real thin <laughs> yeah, of with course. Tacos. like right no, I would no, be miserable no, life tacos. life without tacos is no life at all but anyway no life but, right. um, but but I know what you mean um there is a thing called um decision fatigue and choice fatigue oh. yes. you're, you're you're absolutely right it's a very effective strategy <clears throat> to find foods or meals that align with what what it is that you want, whether it's a way that you want to feel or a way that you want to look or, or anything, you know, um, any kind of um, eating pattern that fits your ethics and morals, whatever that is. And if you find that and just that, it's a very, very effective strategy. And it's part of um, Edith. I don't know if you watched this video that I made about being boring so that you can do epic shit. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, yes. and, and part of being is like, I essentially eat the same things every day. And I totally agree with you, Justin, that it takes the anxiety and the, like, I don't want to think about like, Oh my God, what am I going to eat today? Like I have a couple of, um, different options for lunch and a couple and a few different options for dinner. And I basically just cycle through those. Mm-hmm. Right. I look forward to it. 
And I know that I've put those things together. Like I've put certain things together and that's what I like. And I don't, that's what I'm having because that's what I like. And my variety comes from when I go away or when I go out eat or that's where my variety comes from. Do you know what I mean? And so when I'm home, I pretty much eat the same thing. I'm, I'm with you, I think. And I find that comforting and it makes me feel good to know that I'm, I'm eating with my goals in mind and my, you know, my gut health in my, all those things. Um, and knowing that I'm getting my protein in and getting in and the things that I need. And, and I think that's a, that's a great, great strategy. So if anybody out there is like, if anybody's listening to try and find like the, like the simplest strategy, that's probably the simplest strategy is find a few meals for each meal. Right for each meal and stick with that you don't you're absolutely right you don't have to have different stuff all the time you don't and and we make sure that it's nutritious you know it's like we'll get stuck on spaghetti for like four days but like you know whenever we make spaghetti we'll use like whole wheat noodles and we'll involve like a salad in it but you know we don't have to think about it because we just know we're gonna have spaghetti Mm-hmm. that's it yes exactly like and you and, yeah and you know that it's nutritionally sound and you oh. i don't know if you've heard of, heard of them but I, they are amazing like they're nutrition packed they're full of fiber full of vitamins full of protein i think they're made from uh chickpeas love it oh yeah me too I love and it. it's like one one box has basically like all the nutrients you need for your day you know like it's a little you have to add a little bit to it but yeah i keep them around yeah i don't i don't know if we have those up here in canada but i'm certainly going to check and we might have this thing too yeah you might oh little care package package. oh yeah i can check online presents yeah i'll I'll check online um you know um when you mentioned like running out of spoons that's the other thing too is that when you wait till the end of the day, when your brain is tired, um, you're not like when people talk about, oh, it's bad to eat at night because, you know, no, it's not bad to eat at night. It's just your executive brain that is trying to make the best decisions for you is all done for the day. Mm-hmm. And so the, the autopilot brain is just going to do whatever's easy. They're going to do. You know, and so the easiest thing is to pull the chips out or to pull, you know, ice like cream, cream, sit down with a sleeve of Oreos, <laughs> and like, which yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't believe in either. Like if you want some ice cream, have that. If you want some Oreos, have that. If you want that, have that. But don't make it an unconscious decision. Make a conscious yeah. decision to have that and enjoy it. Don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up about it enjoy it. I feel like there are, and I don't like that. That's another thing about toxic diet culture, that there's good foods and bad foods and clean foods. And no, 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 no. There's just food. There's mm-hmm. just food. It's what you uh, add to it. The perspective. Yeah. It, it's context. Mm-hmm. It's context in a, in a broader entire um, eating pattern. Right. Yeah. Um like enjoying enjoying foods that you love when you when you actually want them is there is absolutely nothing wrong with that in fact um study that um little like 
little left turns from your, you know, sort of whatever people call eating plan keeps mm-hmm. people eating toward eating on their goal on their goals better and longer than if they don't have little deviations. That's that's the word I was looking for. Deviations from their from their um, eating plans. It's yeah. it's uh, you know if if you know that you're never. If you are thinking in your head, I'm never going to be able to have tacos again. I'm never going to be able no. to have ice cream again. I'm never going to be able to have pizza again. How long are you going to stay on that plane? Two no days. Way. Two it. days. That's, what, that's how long. That's right. And it's going to trigger a binge. It's going to trigger a binge. And that's, and it's yeah. unhealthy morality to food like that. When you Then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I was so bad today. No. No, 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 no. And, but you know, you. Oh, I was gonna say, you said something really important there about making a conscious deci- decision to eat what you're eating. Because one issue that I've had really bad is eating for energy. Mm. You know, because yeah. and like, you know, we have cookies around and stuff a lot, and I have to consciously remind myself, you don't need to eat that because you're bored, or because yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And when does that usually happen to you, Justin? Is it late at night when that happens? No, it's usually like when I'm home alone, when my husband's at work and, uh, you know, I've had some devil's lettuce and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh-huh. like one cookie is fine. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's like, don't go back. 15 minutes later and get another cookie just because you're bored. And then 15 minutes later after that and get another cookie just because like, right. you know, watch TikTok or something. Damn it. <laughs> oh my right. Friend, right. It's a conscious say, decision. I've been there, Justin, I've been there. I've been there. And what I did was exactly what you're doing now. Like you're in school. I mean, you've got your lives, you've got your TikTok channel, you've got your new, um, he's got, it's not an Etsy page. What is it, Justin? Oh, I have a whole new store. Yeah, oh, he's uh... got a new store. Um, but I usually did that same thing. And it was just because I had self-loathing. That's what right. I had. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, were, you were just feeding that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and, and that's the thing, to, to have a conversation with yourself without being yourself to say that to say you're not hungry you're bored mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. you're not hungry you're bored you know that right and you know um when i when i've <laughs> it's funny how you call it the devil's lettuce it's it's just so funny <laughs> because you know up here we legal but um <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so i think you know um one of the strategies that I use, um, I don't, they probably have it down there. Kirkland puts out, Costco puts out this like most bomb ass trail mix ever, ever, Which, ever. Yes, it, yes. It's, it's, it's the one with the M&M peanuts in it. I yes. Know. I love we it. That. <laughs> it's got like raisins and cashews and almonds and it's so good. And I could literally slam my bag of it if i if i had the right the right <laughs> stimulation so to speak and what i suggested to my partner is how about we make some popcorn like air, like like make some popcorn and then we just take a little bit of it throw it in the popcorn mm. and then oh, you're still you're still getting that you're still getting that crunch and you're still getting 
careful, like, you know, a little bit of, of M&Ms, a little bit of that sweetness, that whatever, but like, and then it feels like you're eating a lot more. Right. Yeah. Well, and so, that's one, one other thing is popcorn that I've recently like gotten into because it's such a great little snack, you know, and you can get that like sprinkle that goes on top of it that yes. you know, isn't like crazy in calories and it just makes it taste good. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. And sometimes it's just about finding alternatives and thinking about like, what is it that I'm really after? Right. Is it, is it the, cr- like, and you know, I, after I stopped drinking alcohol, not that I had an issue with, with alcohol, but you know, I, I would, I would drink on occasion. I drank a lot more over COVID and it wasn't great for me, but I was a big, um, soda drinker. I loved soda, mm. like loved it. And it was, it, it's not good. It's, it's not good. So I was that once I stopped drinking alcohol, I kind of lost the taste for soda as well. And I got like way into sparkling water and and I know it sounds kind of kind of lame but like it changed when you when you start drinking like Perrier with lemon after a while you're like oh my god this is the best thing ever and it's <laughs> it's hydrating and it still has the bubbles and it's like that I was that's what I liked was the bubbles the, mm-hmm. the carbonation that's what I liked um, it's not necessary. And so if you can, if you can satisfy whatever it is that your brain is after cookie dough today, that's how it's going, then have that and enjoy yeah. it. You know, you know, life isn't worth living. Is it like there's, uh, there's only two, two things on this planet. The senses food is one and you can figure out what the other one is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I can tell you that, um, my food, I eat salad every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I eat two. And I, I, my favorite protein would have to be beef because, mm. I, I mean, fish, I, I'm just not a fan. And, <laughs> and then chicken is okay, but I just can't do it every single day. Mm-hmm. So, right. And I don't do a lot of beef on my salad, but I do enough. So probably about three ounces. And I put every vegetable known to man. Cheese. I wonder if that's because you're wanting iron. Huh? That may be. Because like your body's wanting iron or something. Well, I went for years and I didn't eat meat for like 11 years. And wow, I had wow. iron deficiency anemia and mm. I had pain and I had... I had everything like you could imagine. Um, I even started to get neuropathy in my feet, um, in my hands. And then once I started adding the protein and doing more protein, because I was only eating protein like once a day, but now I have it a couple of times a day. But as long as I get that one salad and, I do, I do like to do cre- green juice, and I don't skimp. Yeah. I don't skimp. <laughs> no, that's good. no, no. You you have to find what's going to work for you and your body, and everybody's different. Whether you know you like your red meat or your chicken or your fish or your vegetarian or vegan, you got to find what works for you. What make you're going to be able to to consistently do. And everyone's different and everybody has 
for the way that they eat. And some, sometimes people have insensitivities or allergies or, or just, you know, ways that they prefer. It, it makes them feel good about the planet, whatever that is. Like, and this is why, like, this is why I don't do meal plans for people. This is why I don't believe in yeah. them. Right. I don't yeah. believe in, yeah. in, in, because I think it's, it's way too pres- prescriptive and it's not, um, it's Realistic. not sustainable. No, because what happens? What happens when you leave the house, or what happens when you go to Colombia for ten days, and mm-hmm. all you want to eat is like empanadas and like, like <laughs> right, right, right? <laughs> yeah, like you know, I and I I did a video about this too. Is that so much about traveling, dancing food culture, and I don't want to be one of these people where it's like, oh, well, I can't have that. Like that's way too many carbs. Like. <laughs> All the carbs, ah, like whatever you want. Give me everything. Give me everything. It's the worrying that makes you gain weight. I think. I, I mean, like cortisol. Yes, that's it. Once I stopped worrying what everyone was thinking, how everyone thought about me, what I, I what I was going to eat, what my neighbor was doing about <laughs> work. Once I stopped. All of that, my life changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally, I get what you're, I totally get what you're saying. I think you know, I think we need to stop being so concerned. Like, I think because the other thing I talked about was, so I wasn't going to experience these things because I was worrying about putting on a couple of pounds. Like, and I did. And so what? Yeah. <laughs> so what? And then you come back right. to your life, and you get back to your routine, and you. Right. And, and so what, like, I think you're right, Edith, when you stop tying your value to your size, right? It, it, it's life changing. It's life changing. Mm-hmm. When you stop eating, you know, eating a certain way because you're punishing your body for, for it's like, Oh, I got to get smaller. I got to get smaller. I got, right. or you're going, you're, you're exercising because you know, I got to get smaller. I got to get smaller. If, if, you're right. When you switch it to, I'm doing all this because I love my body and I want to feel mm-hmm. good and I want to sleep well and I want to be resilient and I want to be joyful and I want peace in my life. And I think, I, I, um, I think that that's so important. And I think you're right. Like when you stop, you know, with the shame and the toxic yeah, the diet culture and the toxic exercise culture, um, and to fit an aesthetic, one thing that I, I see a lot in, in, um, I saw a lot in Miami and I'm not trying to shame anybody. Everybody is, is, you know, they can do whatever they want to do with their own bodies, but like how many altered, um, behinds I saw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I know that that is a very dangerous, very risky, very painful, very like long and hard recovery from that. And I look at that and I think that is because right now our culture values this type of body. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's body dysmorphia. And, like, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, yes. And culture shift. They keep right. that and got the other done. thing. Yeah. Madonna's had everything done. Yeah. yeah. The, she keeps it all, though. That's the thing. She doesn't like. <laughs> take anything she out she just, I know. she's like i bought this i'm keeping it she doesn't she give up got her teeth she doesn't, done. She doesn't no. care what I people think about all. her 
She's Mm-mm. keeping it all. She doesn't care. But I, That's but right. I just think, you know, if we could spend more time loving who we are, like, and these can do for us. And I think, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand that until something catastrophic. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. And and mm-hmm. and then only then do they appreciate their body and what it does for them. Mm-hmm. And and that's really unfortunate. It's just an unfortunate way that we look at health and fitness and mental health and all of those things. I one of my missions is to get people to love their bodies and love themselves and treat themselves with kindness and grace before that happens as an investment in your yeah in in your your health today your health for the next three or four decades right well you know like like what you were saying you have to you have to love yourself if you go into working out or dieting or anything from a point of body dysmorphia your goalpost is always going to change like you're not going to have yeah. goals that you're reaching. Yeah. You're constantly going to be chasing, like chasing a dragon that you can never catch. Excuse right. me, but yeah. you, no, you're but. <laughs> absolutely right, though, Justin. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And and um, this is actually in my drafts. Maybe it's maybe I, I, now. now my mind. I'm going to release it tomorrow. But most <laughs> most of the most of the fittest people that I know, the hot, like the the most crushing body dysmorphia yes so you know real real quick story um i used to be a massage therapist and i had this one client that his thighs like between his knee and his hip were always so tender that i could barely touch them and i was like what are you doing dude like what's going on like you know i'm your massage therapist i know you really really well like what are you doing and he said that he runs like 10 miles a day it may have been oh more God. every oh single God. day mm-hmm. every wow. single day because if he stopped he would get fat yeah wow and i'm like dude it doesn't work like that you know no. and i tried to explain you know, how your body recovers and how your muscle works but he was so scared of gaining weight that he had to run that much every mm-hmm. single day yeah justin that makes me so sad that makes me so sad because and and thank you for and talking about a male client of yours because this is not exclusively for women at all like men men are struggling with this absolutely especially in gay culture yes absolutely everybody says that straight straight skinny is gay fat Um, right yes 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 wow wow Mm-hmm. That, that, I've been gay fat my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It sounds like an adorable place to be. I, I, <laughs> but I know, I know, I know what you mean. There's a lot of pressure in 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 uh, the gay community to look a certain way. Is it, yeah. I mean, well, it's really funny because like now there's the whole like bear culture, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, it's okay. kind of like working out as a sin, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, except that, you know, in, in that culture, like if there's like a chance of sex at the gym, yeah. right? Well, and there's um, also like muscle bears. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. Muscle bears. There's a whole rainbow of bears alone, you know? I yeah. love that. Fur bears. Ha- actually, ha- happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy Pride. As Thank a, as you. A, happy Pride. Happy Pride. As, a, as, a, as 
as a proud bi woman, I, I want to say happy pride. Do you, Justin, do you think that um, Sam Smith do with that sort of um, well, I, this was response Sam to Smith. that? It was, okay. Kinda, because, like, you know, I, I think that Sam Smith kind of leaned into that culture. And I think that that culture kind of provided people like him to be themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. be a little bit heavier and it'd be okay. Yes. You know, but I, yeah. I, I'm still convinced that Adele is just Sam Smith in drag. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that, and that's, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole other topic too about. How, yeah. That's a whole podcast in itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast in itself about how people are mad at Adele because they feel like she abandoned that her, um, her heavier fan base, right? But and that's it's like, codependency, right? I mean, they're attaching that's... their meaning to her body and her reality. Right. Yeah. Yes, for it's sure. Projection. And and when you, when you add in the parasocial, it gets very weird. Like it's like, what? Why are you so offended by what someone else does with their body? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean. I mean, we could ask we could ask um, Ron DeSantis that question, but we won't go there either. That's a whole. That's another. Ew. That's another oh podcast. Oh, we've got so many podcasts, but I did want to touch base on a couple of things, and I don't know if Mel or Justin know that you do a confidence mastermind class. And it's absolutely free. And I want our listeners to know about it so that they can go and um, partake, if you will. Okay. So, um, so the, so the thing with that is that um, I had one, one a couple of weeks ago and those are now on hold for the summertime uh, because people, people are busy and, and like and especially post COVID, now that the summer's coming and this is like everybody can do whatever they want again. So I've suspended them for the summer. Right, right. But but um I do have uh coaching spots available and um a a, a platform, a, a a course and a program with a closed private community that um I think members to. Uh so those are available for people and all they need to do is get a hold of me and we can find out uh if I'm a good fit for them or if if they're um a good fit for the community but it's been so this platform that I have created has um modules so everything is on modules where people can learn about all the different mindset things to get yourself in the right space to make um, um, significant sustainable change to your to your life. I talk about sleep. I talk about food. I talk about relationships. I talk about um, how your how your brain works. We talk about the different types of movement and what they're all for. And then there are online um, training programs couple levels of home-based programs and then a couple levels of gym-based programs and uh, mobility and core work, all, all of that stuff. And then um, the private group that we have, um, they, these, the women are amazing. They interact 
they have, um, they can interact with each other. They can interact with me. We have coaching calls with different topics, depending on what the need is. And um, it is, it has been amazing to get that up and running. And it's great because I'm able to add to it all the time. So uh, there's new programs going in there all the time, new work going in, functional training, conditioning, all kinds of stuff. So I'm very, very excited about that. That's, that's been only within the last six weeks or so that I've, I've had that going. Oh, wow. So that, that's, that's what I'm focusing on right now. That and the, and the inner circle one-on-one coaching. Um, Amazing. Yeah. You thank you. Yeah. You do relationship coaching. I might need that. Uh, <laughs> there, there are, there are modules. There are modules in the course that talk about, um, healthy relationships, what they look like, and like all manner of relationships, like friendships, um, romantic partnerships, family relationships, and those dynamics like that. Because a lot of women that I've worked with and spoken to talk about um, people in their lives, them are very happy with them being in a certain place and acting a certain way. And when they start to change that, change and start to make different choices for themselves um it doesn't sit well with a lot of people in their lives and that sounds like that, you eat it yeah is that is that happening to you yeah yeah it it happens a lot it happens a lot and and so poll in my in my in my private group and asking you know what what do you want our call to be about do you want it to be about relationships setting do you want it to be about nutrition about training and overwhelmingly they wanted to have a discussion about relationships and boundary setting and how to what happens when people in your life react poorly to you doing positive things for yourself and it's incredibly common unfortunately so can wow. we just have an example for our listeners and maybe me an example of just an example of boundary setting maybe you know uh, an example of what you're doing on your, is it an app? Um, form. It's a, it's, um, it's a platform that um, is like the call itself is going to be obviously just a group Zoom call, but um, we are able to, to talk to each other on the platform. They, the women can interact with each other and with me. But uh, one woman in particular is uh, like, she has had to um, essentially distance herself from, from people because she's not as available to them because she's looking after herself. And I think, and Edith, I'm going to make an assumption here, but um, from what I know about you, um, givers boundaries about and usually it's about saying no to things that they sh need to say no to. Often givers will say what they want to say no to because there's some people pleasing going on there because you don't want to disappoint people because you don't want people to be angry at you. And, and it's usually demands on your time and or your resources that you just don't have to give because you're um, maybe you're not going out as often, maybe you're going to bed earlier, maybe you're taking time to go to the gym and you're not around to drinking or party or whatever that is. And, and people don't uh, react well to that. 
you need to you need to understand that people that are truly um, in your life for a good reason will hear that and be happy about that. And huh. you need right. and set those boundaries. The takers don't have any boundaries. So when you set those and say no to things, react badly. And then that tells you immediately that they are not real friends to you. They are only there for what they can get from you. And they need to be removed with love. They're not in your life. You're in their life. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Like that. It sometimes it's tough because it's, it's sometimes it's the people you least that you have to remove. But what I have found in my experience, when you remove people that want to celebrate where you're going, it leaves room for new people that do. Mm-hmm. Aww, that's so nice. Yeah. So I don't have to look at it as a bad thing. No. And, and it doesn't have to be an angry thing. It could, you know, there to be like, I love, I have nothing but love for you, but the love is going to come from way over here because I can't have the space. I don't have the bandwidth for that mm-hmm. kind of, for that kind I of, don't have of, the spoons. Of, <laughs> I, I'm all out of spoons. I'm all out That's of spoons. <laughs> all which out of leaves, spoons. Which leaves us for our, our, our last thing. No answer means no. Explain, Lucy. No answer no. means no. Do you remember that video? Um, the, the, oh, there, there are no mixed signals. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, there are no mixed there are, signals. There are no mixed signals. So my, so um, when people, when we talk about relationships, getting mixed signals. No, you're not. There's no such thing as mixed signals. <laughs> it is a. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If it's if That's it's it. a um maybe that's a. That's that a is no. a no. There There's no nothing mixed signals. up about that. No way. Absolutely not. Well, doesn't that if, like come from mixing your own desires with their response? Yes, no, you're you're things. you're you're layering what you want over top of right. what people are telling you. Yeah. It's a mixed signal it's, because it doesn't align with what you want them to say. Yeah. That's right. And oh. it's and it's and it's wishful thinking. It's it's you mm-hmm. building right. in your mind that doesn't exist. And trying to look for any small glimmer of hope that relationship, but it's it's people are going to show you very early whether for you or not. Like my current partner, we just celebrated six years together. Every day, like I have never, ever, ever had to question. For a single moment, does this man want to be with me? Is this man here for me? Does this man support me? I have never, ever, ever had to ask that. I'm, and I, and I realize to have a human like this in my life, and I'm grateful every day for him. And I tell him that, and he tells me that because I, it's I, he's very cute. Like I, he's very cute. I, I, 
I will ask him, hey, would you like to... No. Yes, yes to whatever. Yes to whatever you're gonna. And I, I'll say, I, you don't even know what I'm gonna say yet. And he goes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's go. If it's, <laughs> if, if it's with you, if it's with you, the answer is yes. Yeah, let's go. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I exactly. think everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves someone who is sure about them. Whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship. You know, and, and to have friends in your life where you go, hey, would you know, I need you to. And they go, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I mean, of course, I just talk about boundaries, but it's like if you can't do it and you say, I would love to be able to do that. I can do this for you. Yeah, right? right. But like like to be sure that someone has your best interest to be that. If you are doing something good for yourself, they are happy for you. Happy people are happy for you. Period. The end. And okay. what's, the, what's what's that? What's that other cheesy saying? Hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Easy, but it's it, true. It's true. and and nothing but love for them. But you need to heal without bleeding me dry. And I'll be here. Right. But. Um, I think so often we take we take on people's hurt us and it's not us it's not us um you know so I there are no mixed signals signals if you come away from if you come away from interactions with people going I don't know then it's a no yeah it's a no yeah protect your peace Mm mm-hmm that's it's not important. the first time I've heard that either. Yeah. It's, no. <laughs> I, this is what I do now. It, it, and it's such a lovely way to be is I live in the moment. So mm-hmm. if I, and the thoughts do run in my head, but I don't react to them like I used to. So if I have somebody that's in my life and I don't hear from them and they don't say anything like, you know, I ask them for help or whatever, and I don't hear from them, I don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Right. I move on. If I really need help, then I'll go find somebody to help me. Or That's if so I'll huge. Go, yeah. I'll go rent a truck or I'll, you know, and I let them go. I let them go because no one is obligated. I say this a lot. Me. Everybody on this podcast doesn't owe me a thing. Not one dollar. Right. You don't owe me a phone call. You don't owe me a text. You don't even owe me to be on the podcast. You're here of your own free will and the kindness and love in your heart that you have for people. And you just want them to know that they don't have to be alone and that they can do it themselves. There is mm. a, there's, if there's a will, there's a way it will happen. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful too, is I, I, I think the compassion piece is so huge, so huge is that, you know, um, understanding that struggles and they have their own reasons for maybe yeah. not responding or not being yeah. able to give you what you want and just saying that that's okay. Right. That, you, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that's so huge. And, and something that I've learned just in the last few months, um, 
at my job, I was just like, just barely holding on, you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. I would spend weekends like, you know, almost quite literally curled in a ball so that I could recover enough to go back in on Monday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I've been able to do um, now that, now that I've left is to find my softness and understand how, like, where that comes from a place of strength, softness for myself and for people. And the more grace you give yourself, the more grace you can give others. And it's, 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 it's a whole paradigm shift to protecting yourself from people all the time. And when you grace and you set those healthy boundaries, um, then you don't have that need to well because you have that resilience. You know who you are and you know what you need and how to do that for yourself. And you're not looking to someone else to make happy. That happiness right. is your responsibility. That's an inside yeah. job. Yes. Right? So I think that's amazing that you, you've had that, that revelation because I, I think that's, that lets you off the hook for all kinds of hurt feelings that lets other people hurt feelings. And, you know, and if they circle back to you and say, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't have, I didn't have it at the time to give. That's okay. And, and forgive and move on. Or Mm -hmm. those people just, or those people just cycle out of your life. Okay. Too. Right. Yes. Yeah. Having the ADHD and the bipolar (laughs) disorder and the autism and all of that. I'm telling you, I come up with some crazy things sometimes. <laughs> and there are people who get it and just blow through the moment. And I'm running into a lot of them, you know, um, Justin mm-hmm. and Mel being one of them. I love them. that. Yeah. <laughs> and you as well. But just mm. those are the people that I gravitate towards are the ones that are just, hey, look, you need to be you in your space and I'm good with me in my space. And if you want to say the crazy things over in your space, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, like, how is that hurtful to people? It's not like you be you like, and to have that space to do that is huge. It's huge for you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it sounds like you're dealing with, a whole lot. And I think <laughs> I, and, and for you to, to have this platform to express yourself and do, like, I, I just think you're a delight and it's just, it's so nice that you have that and you have these people, Justin and Mel and Kitty to yes. do that. Right. I think that's amazing. Yeah. They've yeah. taught me so much and that's how it started. How the whole podcast started was basically, look, there's all these amazing people. I want to learn from every single one of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know where the lessons are going to come from. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's been amazing. Angelish fit. Thank oh, you so much. much. Yes. So oh, much gratitude. oh, thank you for having me on. you lovely all of you I'm I I just love having these conversations with you guys we can't wait to do it again (laughs) absolutely and you know
you and I need to talk about that that doorway duet. I think that's I think that's a oh, that, yeah. that would be so good. Yeah. That I love would it. Be fun. Oh yay. So I'm totally down. Cool. Thank you for listening to the NOMT podcast. Peace out and word to your mother. Bye. 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 Peace, everybody. Bye. Peace. Wow, that was a great, that was a great show. Everything is Kung Fu, my beautiful friends. You absolutely get from your life what you put into it. So go all in. Manifest the life you deserve, not the one others believe you should have. And thank you to all the listeners of NOMT Podcast.